Well, counterfeiting is a major issue across uh, across the world. Not just counterfeiting in money, but counterfeiting goods, intellectual property, as more and more products become available on the market. Uh, not just tangible products, as we say, uh, cookware, clothing items, which are which have been subject to counterfeiting for a long time, intellectual properties, programs, books, um, you know, designs, all of them have been subject to counterfeiting in the time that we are living in. Well, North African countries or countries in North Africa, including Tunisia, Algeria, Morocco and Egypt, have been increasing their focus on anti-counterfeiting and protection and enforcement of especially intellectual property rights, seminar uh, on, uh, you know, uh, which was previously hosted by AFRIP, which was held in September 2023, in partnership with other international organizations to focus on enforcements of intellectual property rights and fight against counterfeiting was part of the program itself. The seminar enabled open dialogue between various stakeholders to discuss effective strategies in detecting, monitoring and investigating uh, infringement and to find workable solutions. Well, joining us uh, this morning is Godfrey Budeli. Uh, Godfrey is with Adam, 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 a partner at Adams and Adams and talking to us about, uh, well, counterfeiting and how it can be combated, you know, combated. And, you know, is it, uh, is it the threat that it is made out to be? Good morning, Godfrey. Good morning and good morning to your listeners. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Godfrey, the legal repercussions of producing and selling counterfeit products. Now, of course, this seminar was, was in North Africa, but to, to, you know, to, to bring it more home in South Africa itself. I mean, counterfeiting exists everywhere. But what are the legal implications of a person producing or selling counterfeit products uh, in the country? What will be the sanction that they could possibly face? Um, in, in South Africa, um, we, we are quite fortunate um, in, in the sense that we do have um, intellectual property legislations that enables us to deal with this particular problem. Now, of course, we, we, we've got the Counterfeit Goods Act, which was enacted in 1997, um, which criminalizes the act of counterfeiting. Um, all across the board from manufacturing, distributing, selling. So you can deal with those particular individuals or entities that are engaged in the counterfeiting uh, 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 space. Now, in terms of the act, if somebody is convicted as a first-time offender, um, they will be liable for a fine of 5,000 rand per item, or an imprisonment of a, pre, uh, a, a period not exceeding three years. But if we are talking about a second-time offender, then the fine will double to 10,000 rands per item. Alternatively, um, a, a, a imprisonment sentence of not more than um, um, a five years. So you can see that the law is there, and, and the law in South Africa has got a bite that could actually... Uh, create a situation where those particular individuals involved in this particular crime could find themselves in serious hot water. 
Godfrey, uh, your firm, Adam, Adams and Adams, working side by side with authors to help combat counterfeit products, you know, by registering their products and protecting their products. And some of those products, of course, include what engine lubricants, uh, all types of items that could be possibly uh, counterfeited or fabricated. Uh, what is the role of the public? One thing is law enforcement, but certainly in a country like South Africa, uh, and, uh, and I'm sure this is of everywhere for that matter, Law enforcement can't be everywhere. Neither can they be expected to be to to have that information about counterfeiting activities taking place everywhere. Uh, you know, by way of sale or by way of, of 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 production. The role of the public, the general public, in combating counterfeiting is a major role. I mean, whistleblowers, etc. Talk to us about that, Godfrey. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so the role of the public is critical in combating counterfeit goods trade. Um, the, 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 you will recall that um, all of these goods are actually coming in. Most of them are coming from outside, and then some of them are being manufactured locally. Um, and the availability of counterfeit goods in the market, it creates a much bigger problem, not only to the consumers, but to the government, because they the, the, uh, submit government taxes, they dilute the intellectual property rights of those um, intellectual property owners. Um, now, all the biggest challenge is that um, all products can be counterfeited. I always tell people that anything between a teaspoon and an aircraft spare part and anything in between can be counterfeited. Um, there is not a single item that is unique that cannot be counterfeited. So anything that um, can be produced uh, can be reproduced as well. So people need to be aware of that. Now, coming to the role of the, the, the public, um, what, what we normally do, as well as law enforcement, we do the public awareness campaigns to create awareness within the community about the fact that they need to stay away from buying counterfeit goods. Um, generally, counterfeit goods, they are sold at a much cheaper price to attract the customers. Um, and if the price is too good to be true, um, customers probably will need to stay away from that particular product. Now, we try to dissuade the public from buying counterfeit goods because if they buy them, they create the demand. Um, so that supply demand is actually created by the, by, by, by the consumer. So if we manage to dissuade the consumers from buying counterfeit goods, it will go a long way in the uh, 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 um, combating of the, the counterfeit goods trade. But I must be uh, uh, honest with you that it's, it, it's a challenge to try and dissuade customers, particularly in an environment where um, there is not much disposable income at this point in time. People tend to actually um, embrace counterfeit goods and stay away from um, original products which tend to be slightly um, expensive. 
Godfrey, uh, you know the the uh, the, the uh, should I say the, the raids that are consistently held or, or sometimes held on counterfeiting products, uh, or wherever. So once in a while, law enforcement may go through uh, you know areas where counterfeit products are sold, and and mind you, they may even be in high market, up market type of areas as well. All these type of uh, confiscations that may result when a raid on a counterfeiting outfit takes place. I mean, somehow or the other, these goods are going to have to be disposed of. Uh, either, yeah. you know, what they can be dismantled in some instances and, and resold or repurposes, but all too often, they're going to have to be destroyed to a point of them not being usable any longer because you can't throw them back in the market. It simply defeats the, the purpose yeah. of the, uh, you know, of, of the legal activity anyway of why, why did you go after them in, in the first place? An environmentally responsible way of getting rid of them. Now, this would be more concerning when it comes to things like, let's say, engine lubricants, oils, etc. You can't just throw them down the drain. That also presents a, a, a concern, doesn't it, Godfrey? Absolutely. So, as I indicated earlier, um, counterfeiting involves a whole variety of goods. Um, and when it comes to destroying these goods, it presents a huge challenge. Um, particularly because we need to try and make sure that um, the the method of destruction, um, we we ensure that it complies with the South African environmental laws. Um, In African context, um, each and every country um, has got its own laws. Some do have effective laws in place, some don't. So there is a lack of harmonization of laws around environmental laws, um, health and safety regulations, um, and therefore there could be a discrepancy of how these goods are destroyed depending on the region. But in South Africa, um, we do have laws that um, prohibit um, destruction of goods by burning, uh, obviously because that will create air pollution. Um, so the, 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 the next method that um, is preferable is shredding. Of course, uh, some goods can be shredded, um, and of course you will have those residual shredded material. What do you do with those material? Um, in some instances, depending on what they are, you will probably have to actually take them to the approved landfill site and then dump and bury them. But of course, in the long run, that is not a sustainable solution. In some instances, um, they, 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 these goods will potentially be donated to, to, to the communities, particularly to, to charities. But of course, that is not a, a, a straightforward uh, scenario as well, because you will have to go through these particular goods to determine what are the ingredients um, in some instances, what are the um, um, uh, components to those particular goods to ensure that you do not donate goods that may be uh, dangerous, hazardous, and, 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 uh, and etc. So we, we need to be careful as to how we go about this particular process. And then most recently, there is a favorable way of destroying, which is recycling. Um, 
Unfortunately, in South Africa, we don't necessarily have um, proper recycling um, facilities, and it's not unique to South Africa. It's a problem that is also affecting the entire African continent. Um, There are certain countries in Africa where certain goods would have to be shipped to a different country for destruction. You spoke about um, oil uh, or lubricant products, for example. Um, some of these, particularly those are in tins, they sometimes are very flammable and they can explode. So one has got to, to be sure as to how you destroy them. So some of these could potentially be shipped to other countries that would have um, infrastructure as to how to destroy such goods. So there the element of cost will become prohibitive because you will have to put them on a container, you will have to put them on a vessel, and then you will have to to ship them to another um, 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 continent for that to happen. So destruction is really um, a a challenge, um, particularly because we don't necessarily know what is in these goods. For example, in South Africa recently, we have been attempting to recycle footwear and uh, textile products. And then we discovered that to, to, to um, recycle footwear, for example, some of these footwear has got seven different uh, rubber materials. You've got to actually separate each and every single one of those um, rubber materials, put them in different baskets, and then you will then have to trade and recycle them separately. There is not one machine that could actually trade all of them at the same time, um, which isn't an option which is available to Europe and America, but not necessarily in Africa. So that creates a problem because when somebody has got to actually dismantle that particular product, then you will have to pay labor costs. And if we're talking about the large quantities, you, uh, you, can, you can realize that it's really a huge amount of money um, and potentially prohibitive from the brand holder who will probably have to bear the cost of doing that particular separation. But lately, um, there has been some engagements um, in Africa to try and see if business could also come in, hand, um, come in and try and assist with the destruction of goods. So um, at this point in time, I think there are a number of public-private um, 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 uh, engagements uh, in terms of people coming in together, brainstorming about what could be done, and then uh, for the public sector to also um, come in handy with the funding for purposes of getting those facilities that are required to assist with the recycling process. So that, that discussion is on the go throughout the continent, and I think it's going to take a while before it takes off. Godfrey Budeli, thank you for joining us with that uh, discussion about uh, counterfeiting and, and combating counterfeiting. And have a good uh, day ahead of you, Godfrey. Thank you for your, for your insight and time this morning. I appreciate your time. Thank you very much.